Welcome to the sermon podcast for New Life Church's Cabot Campus. We are located at 3400 West Main Street in Cabot, Arkansas. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. To find more information about what we believe, upcoming events, and more, please visit newlifechurch.tv or you can text the word Cabot to 88000. How many of you were prayed into the house of God by a mama? I know, several hands, yeah. And um, we want to say happy Mother's Day to you, praying mama. We celebrate you, whether you are a physical mother or a spiritual mother. I know, as I think through the people in my life that have paved the way or taught me how to mom or taught me how to read the word, how to pray for my husband. I have learned how to mom from the women around me. And just like James mentioned, the book of Titus, it instructs us as women to teach other women. And that's not only in women that are older to women that are younger, but just who are we ahead of the game in and who can we have a hand up to and a hand below to. I have a group of ladies here with me today. I want to introduce you to Mary, Casey, Julie, and Jessica. You can give them a hand. It is brave for them to be up here. I know many of you could identify with just how intimidating it can be to be on stage. But these ladies have walked that out, having a hand up and a hand down in learning how to mother. They have some testimonies, some stories under their belt. So we just wanted to share their life with you so we can all learn from them. Amen? Well, we are going to get right into it. First, we are going to go to Casey. Casey has been really raised in New Life Church, around the church for a long time. Um, But in the midst of the pandemic, you have gotten married, gotten pregnant, brought forth a child. So my question for you is, how's that going for you? Was that scary? Yeah, so um, the short answer is yes, it's terrifying. Um, I think that the world can be a pretty scary place. And I think that maybe moms can relate to that a little bit more. Um, At least for me, it starts the second you find out you're pregnant, you're looking in the mirror and you're going through all of these emotions. And then this panic sets in, like, how in the world do I be a mom? And it, it doesn't end. You go and you bring this baby into the world and the doctors send you home with them. And you, this whole new panic sets in. You're up in the middle of the night with your finger under their nose to make sure they're still breathing. They start crawling and you baby-proof your entire house and your friend's houses and the grocery store. And then they start going through these different milestones in life and there's just these new panics that set in. I know we've got a lot of seniors graduating. I'm sure there's a lot of panicked moms. And I just want to share with you a little bit of what God has spoken to me about this. Um, A few weeks ago, James mentioned the story of Esther, and Esther 4.14 says, perhaps you were born for such a time as this. And if you have Grammarly programmed into your computers or you majored in English like I did, then you would know that's not the most grammatically correct way to, for that sentence to be structured. 
It should read, perhaps you were born at such a time as this. But how much more powerful is it to know that God has called our children for such a time as this? That it wasn't this accident that he gave you your children in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of the chaos that is around us. He gave you your children for such a time as this. It is such a word. Do you hear that? (laughs) And not only are your children called for this time, but you are called to be their mom for this time. That any kind of lack of confidence in your momming abilities should just be thrown out the door at this point because God has equipped you exactly with the abilities to raise your kids during all of this. I believe God searched through all of time and picked you out. Casey, you out to be the mom to Timothy and moms you for such a time as this. It's such such a word. Thank you, Casey. Um, You know, as moms, we go through a lot of highs and lows as we watch our children. Julie, I want to ask you, as you're going through those highs and lows, how do you stay encouraged when you don't see the fruit of what you've put in? Wow. Well, the first thing that I really rely on is God's promises, and the Bible is absolutely full of them. To know his promises and to pray his promises gives me power and strength and encouragement. And uh, one of them that I love is Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I'm really good at reminding God of that one often. (laughs) My kids are 22 and 25, but they're still my babies, you know, and I'm still a powerful praying mom right behind them. Another, a few things that I like to do to just encourage me is to come to church regularly, hear the word of God, have it implanted in my heart and my spirit, fills my cup, and entering into worship, whether it's in church or it's in my shower or in my car or quiet time at home, it encourages me no matter where my kids are at or what they're struggling with, it just fills me up. There's a book that I read, um, called The Power of a Praying Parent for Adult Children by Stormy O'Martin. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with this author, but she has lots of books. And it gives me a very practical way of praying very specifically for my children. There's different topics in each chapter, and then there's um, scripture to support it, and there's prayers where you can just insert your your child's name in there as you're praying. And it's so helpful for me to just completely encase my kids with prayer. And also, there's areas that I'm like, oh, my kid's succeeding there. Whoopee. Like, I'm really excited, and it encourages me that they've got that down. They're succeeding in that area of their life. And so that's just been a practical resource for me. Also, just having spiritual mentors in my life is an encouragement. My parents are a wonderful encouragement. I can call them. They can pray for me when I'm struggling with with, uh, needs for my kids or my family, and I'm so thankful for that. And my life group, um, I, I am just grateful to do life with these people and to be able to come to them and be real and be like, here's where we're at. Let's step in, stand in the gap together and pray. That's been a huge blessing to my family. And then most of all for encouragement is just to, this one's tough for me, but it's just to trust God with my child. I think about how much I love my children 
and you do yours, your heart just explodes when you have that baby and it stays full through their adulthood. And uh, I think God created them in his image. How much more does he love them? He's equipped them. He's given them their purpose. He's given them their talents and abilities, and he has a plan for their future. And so often, even at the ages of 22 and 25, I rededicate my kids to Jesus over and over and over. And that really helps me be encouraged and stay strong. Isaiah 26.3 says, Trust God with your children and you will be in peace. Keep your mind on what he says, not what you see. Amen. You know, I think as I think through how you responded to that question, it's really so simple. Read your Bible, pray every day, position yourself under other women. Um, But even though it's simple, it's not always easy, but it is a realistic, real answer. I know that's not a churchy answer. It's a genuine answer. The other night we had a sisterhood and you got to pray and it was like you were reading a script of a prayer. And I looked up and she wasn't reading a script of a prayer. It's just that in her, that these values are consistent in her life, that she prays over her children, she uses tools, and she's just developed it as routine. And so I love hearing that. I know it's effective. We believe it. Um, so Miss Mary... Down on the end here, Mary and her husband have been married for 54 years. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. 54 years. And, um, you know, we've gotten to hear just a little bit about your family. And it just sounds all really flowery and beautiful. And we're all in awe of it as you... um, Even just to hear that you've been married that long, I think is just really beautiful and incredible. So I want to hear, has it always been this easy, this beautiful, this pretty along the way? When she said pretty, I just thought, oh my, no, it wasn't that pretty. (laughs) But I tell you, we were blessed. Um, I was able to, God put John in my life, and he's a wonderful husband, wonderful person. And uh, so I feel very blessed and um, and I came, he, he was from a, a father's knows best family, and I was from a broken family. So when God puts two of those together, there's a lot of work that has to be done. And, but God, in his love, just does it real sweetly. And um, one of the things that we had, Grandma Waller, she was the only Christian in all of our family. But the power of one Christian in a family is powerful because God worked through her. And so, you know, God blessed us with, uh, you know, we wanted a Christian home. Um, John met Jesus and Lord of his life during our first part of our marriage, and we wanted peace in our home. And then God blessed us with three sons, and precious sons Any boy are. moms out there doing three, three little boys at one time? Yeah. <laughs> and I grew up with girls in our family. And there were so many times I had to look at John and say, John, is this normal, you know, with these boys? <laughs> I said, I really, and I did that many, many times over my years growing those children. Um, and one of the things, uh, when we got into the teenage years, uh, that was one of our struggles, of several of our struggles. And I did get permission. Well, let me just know this to tell you. When we got our boys in the teenage years, that's when family discussion 
sessions was birthed in our home because I don't care what time of day or night, we had those family discussions when they did things and see the consequences of what they did and then how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to make it good? And so that's when our family discussion came through. Um, I did get permission from our sons that I could tell these stories. And these are just a few, just a few. And uh, we had a Volkswagen. And after we said our prayers and everything, and we all went to bed, and I thought, oh, life is good. We're asleep. And my boys, the two oldest boys, would go and get that Volkswagen, roll it down the hill, and start it. No license. Neither one of them had license. And just drove around that area. I found that out. And... Uh, it then, seems uh, like as a mom, when you tuck your kids in and you get in bed, it's like clocking out. Yeah. But not, yes. <laughs> not when you're a boy <laughs> so, mom. And then uh, one of my sons with a buddy saw this big construction place one night that had these big trucks and thought it'd be fun to take the air out of it. But it's not just air. It is antifreeze and air. Very expensive to get that back corrected. And that was a family discussion night. And, then, <laughs> and they had to make it good. And then the other thing was uh, one of my sons said, oh, wonder if this gasoline behind our house on that creek, if I lit a fire to it, would it go and have fire on the creek? And it does. I mean, I just want to let you gasoline know Gasoline is flammable. Yes, it Note is. Note for the day. <laughs> And then, you know, we'd hear about the mailbox incident where they were damaged, and that's really a serious thing. But, um, but the thing that uh, I want to share, too, is the egg fight. We had a period in our life that I had to be apart from John uh, for over a nine-month period, and we just got to see one another every once in a while. And um, so, but anyway, I was uh, trying to get the house ready to sell. I painted the inside and just did all kinds of stuff. And I was at work, and I only worked a half a day at a Christian bookstore. And so I came home, and as I was walking up the little circle uh, sidewalk, I saw eggs everywhere, and I thought, eggshells. I said, where did this come from? And then I looked at our door that I painted burgundy, all eggs down the front of it, opened the door from the ceiling, to down through those whole ceiling down the wall to the basement. And this is on fresh room. paint. Huh? And this yeah, is on fresh eggs, paint. Eggs. On, eggs. Yes. And so I looked at my son and I said, what happened? He said, oh, Dougie and I had an egg fight. I literally went bananas crying because I just knew, you know, I just didn't know what I was going to have to do. I was stressed anyway. Well, anyway, I just go and run. I wanted to say theatrically, but it wasn't that, but it was just drama. I ran to my room, and we have a six-foot antique bed, and it, I fell on the bed crying. And so it fell to the floor. And I thought, what has happened? They had had a, a bite or, or wrestling, and uh, they built the bed on books. And it, it just... I, I just they lost had broken it. the bed and then they were repairing it. Yes, with they the, repaired the it with books. books on the bottom. And so anyway, I, I literally just I thought I was going to have a breakdown, but I just started laughing. I thought there was nothing I could do. I just laughed. 
And so that was a big thing for me because it was a very stressful time, but many of them were stressful. But, um, but you know what? I had hope, you know. Um, some, someone that didn't even know me, that didn't even know me, um, he gave a word to me, and he says, and didn't know I had sons, and he says, your sons shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall their peace be. And then there was another scripture, and I just took the last of it. I will save your children. And I thought that I hung on to because my boys, they were precious, but very, very, uh, how, uh, very demanding or something. Well, the other just, day you said, yeah. um, you said we had a sweet home, but they were wild. Right? And that gave me hope <laughs> to know that, mamas, yes. you can be in the midst of doing your best to set the atmosphere of your home for it to be sweet. And it's normal and natural for your boys to be wild. Right, and, um, right. So thank you, Miss well, Mary. No, well, let me share this with you. They are very successful. One's a state trooper that went back to the place where he had all the done a lot of stuff, and they were shocked. And then the second one has a very successful business. I mean, he's a leader. And then our um, youngest son, he um, actually retired from the Air Force and, and, and uh, is now working at Boeing. So, I mean, God is blessed through it all, you know, and uh, he's been faithful. He's been amen, so faithful. Amen. I really believe that's training up your children in the way of the Lord. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Amen. I, I'm so happy that you get to see the fruit of that. <laughs> Well, um, Jessica, next to me here, Jessica and Jared have been also around New Life a long time, and they have two little boys, and Jessica is pregnant. Can we give a hand for all the expecting mothers in the house, which is really exciting. I know, Jess. Congratulations. Um, but I know that you guys have walked through some loss also, and I would love you I would love for you to speak to any other women that have experienced loss in the house. Yes, yeah, so good morning. Um, just a little bit of my journey. Um, our first pregnancy was successful. We had Cade, and he's almost four now. And we were ready to try again, and it happened really fast, and we were super excited to have a second child. And at 22 weeks... Um, We experienced loss. And it was one of the most tragic things that I had ever experienced. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, in all aspects. Um, it was tough on our family. You know, I really believe Jessica sharing this, and she said this by her own confession, is part of her walking through healing. This is a step in God healing her heart through this, and I really believe that that's true for her, but it's true for you too. Um, if you are a mom that has walked through loss, that even today, we pray that this Mother's Day would be a landmark for you, and it would be another step in your healing. Yes, so... Um Basically, what had happened was I started internally bleeding, and my uterus was rupturing, we found out, so I had to go into emergency surgery. Um, I had a C-section and a partial hysterectomy, and so it was very tragic. Um, but through this, 
through this journey that I'm still on, that my family is still on, we have learned so much. And some advice that I can give, and every loss is so different. I want to say that every loss is very different. But for us, one thing that has been crucial is just to grieve. And it's hard, it's painful, it's awkward at times, but it is essential to be healthy. And so for us, and for me specifically, um, that comes with a lot of emotions, emotions like sadness, bitterness, um, joy at times, jealousy, all different kinds of emotions. And for me, during those times when I'm feeling those ways, one thing that I've learned to do is just to worship. And I have a certain song, we actually sang it today, so cool, um, The Goodness of God, and it's just been my anthem. And anytime I start feeling those emotions, I just pull it out. And I turn it on and I listen to it and I sing it loudly. I'm not a good singer, but I sing it loudly. And the lyrics that say, um, you led me through the fire in the darkest night. You are close like no other. And it's so true in those dark nights and those dark times when I, I was weeping and I was hurting. Those words spoke to me and they still speak to me today. And so one thing that I want to say, just kind of tangible that we do in our home, is that we talk about it. Um, we don't brush it under the rug. We don't hide it. We don't act like it didn't happen. We tell our boys, you have a sister. Her name is Emma. You know, she's in heaven. And they know that. And that's brought up a lot of cool conversations in our family. Um, and we, we celebrate her birthday. We do a little birthday celebration. We have a cake. We release some balloons. Um, we just celebrated her third birthday this past Friday. Um, so it's been kind of a tough week, but it's so cool. And God is so awesome just how he works and how he just planned this. He orchestrated it, and I fully believe that. And um, she has ornaments on our Christmas tree. My oldest son picks out an ornament for her every year. And so we, we just as a family, we don't hide it. We embrace the pain. It's part of our healing. And um, we just have learned that he makes all things beautiful in time. Well, um, as you're walking through that, I'm wondering now being pregnant again, how, do you, how did you prepare yourself to go through this again? So a lot of times when people are like, oh, you're pregnant again, I'm like, yes, you know, so exciting. But it also brings a lot of anxiety and fear. And is my body going to hold up again? What's going to happen? Um, we had a successful pregnancy after Emma, after we lost her. And Hudson, he's our miracle baby. I only have half of a uterus, TMI, but um, only half. And so I've had multiple surgeries, and so he's our miracle baby. But um, one thing that I've really had to do is just trust and just say, God, if you want us to have another child and it's your will, then it will be done. And even if it doesn't, I'm still going to trust you. It's not what if, it's even if. And I've had to learn that. I've had to learn that. What if I rupture? What if this? What if that? It's okay. You know, it's even if it happens. I'm still going to choose to trust you, Lord. And um, we, so I'm pregnant this time with a little girl. And just to be real, um, it's been harder. Um, and I think it's because it's a girl. And I've had a little bit more fear, a little bit more anxiety with that. Um, 
And just the other day, I had a scare. I had to be sent home from work. My heart rate got up really high, and just all these flashbacks started going through my mind again. You know, it was like Satan was like, all right, right here. Let's see what you do. And I called my husband, and I said, hey, I'm on my way home, and I just wanted to let you know what's going on. And we got off the phone, and I hung up, and I just started praying out loud. And I just, it was simple. I just said, God, I'm scared, but I know that you hold me. I know that you hold me in your hands, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And that was all I really said. And it was like in that moment, just peace just came over me, and it wasn't like every, all the, the scaredness went away, but it was like, okay, it's going to be okay. And so whatever ex- loss you've experienced, um, however that looks for you, I just pray that you would trust the Lord. And it, it's so true that it's not, it's not what if, it's even if. Amen. I believe that. I receive that even for our Certain things we're believing God for in our life, not what if, but even if. Thank you, Jess. And we are, let's see, I'm going to move on to Julie. Um, Julie, as you navigate this, um, raising kids, adult children now, and what that looks like um, in this season of your life, how did you or how do you respond when your kids question God, question God's authority? This is a tough one right now. Because I have a 22-year-old and a 25-year-old questioning God right now. That's a hard place to be as a mom, a praying mom. We've raised our, reared our children from birth, you know, in the church, dedicated them to Jesus, you know, right away. And my husband and I both come from long lineages of pastors, missionaries, you know, pastoral work of all kinds. And then all of a sudden, I have children who have been dedicated to the Lord at church camps, at youth group, in Sunday school, you know, participating in all of the things a wonderful church has to offer that are questioning God. And the first response is, you know, you take it personally. It's hard not to be offended. I want to be highly offended, honestly. But I've realized one thing that's so important, and that is that their faith is truly theirs. It's not mine. They don't enter heaven on the coattails of their mama's relationship with the Lord. They need their own. And so because of that, when they question God, that's a place for me as a mom to love unconditionally, not to pass judgment, but just to give love as Christ has loved me. And to put prayers up, of course, on their behalf. And when I'm cleaning the house or whatever, I'll go in their room and as I'm changing sheets or what have you, I will lay my hand on that pillow and I will say, God, right now, when those kids sleep, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them. Make yourself known in their life so that they know who you are. If I turn on a light switch, I say, God, shine your light into their life right now, wherever they may be. I've even taken my my cooking oil, and I've anointed their doorways. And I've said, God, when they walk through a doorway, I pray they would feel the power of the Holy Spirit come upon them. And I just pray it, and I believe it, and I just have to trust God in it. And um, I really try to keep it real with them and just be a mom. You know, it's not my job to debate my kids to Jesus. 
It's my job to love them unconditionally, and then I trust the Holy Spirit to bring conviction. And I've had to learn that. It's a lot easier to say than it is to live it. I want to worry. I want to stress. You know, I, that's my, na- my nature. They're my babies, even at those adult ages. Um, but I have to trust him over and over with him. And I have asked um, for a prayer warrior team. I have warriors. I need ammunition. This is a spiritual battle. And I have you know, strong believers as friends and family that are standing in the gap with me in prayer for my kids as they're just questioning. They're trying to figure it out on their own. But here's what I do know. James preached this a while back, and I'll never forget it, and I hold on to this. And it was, God never wastes a season of your life. And I truly believe that this questioning time that they're in, trying to figure it out, trying to understand who God is, that it's part of their testimony, And the journey leads to God's glory in the end. And I have to believe that in absolute faith. No matter what I see in the process, I have to know that he will get all of the glory. And all of us have a testimony to share. We all have journeys, and we all impact people in different ways. But because of my kids' journey, I honestly believe they're going to impact people that I couldn't reach. They're going to have their own experiences and their own faith that they are going to, um, that's going to grow out of this. And so God doesn't waste a season and he will get the glory. And one of the things that I um, specifically pray for is spiritual friends and mentors in their lives that maybe they don't even know it, but that they're there. And I had the coolest thing happen. My oldest son was a software engineer for quite a while in Fayetteville. He had worked at this company a couple years. And we, every time we'd visit, we'd want to go, but there, it was locked up on the weekend. And so one weekend we went up and they had an event. And I was like, give us a tour of where you work. And we go in. It's super vibey, trendy place, you know. And then there's this big map on the wall of the world. And there's all these little pins all over it. And I said, what? what is this map? And he goes, oh, our company starts churches all over the world. And I was like, this is, you know, during a time of questioning, this is when mama's at home praying for spiritual, you know, spiritual people all around him. And I was like, my son worked there for years and I had no idea the influence that was being poured into his life. And it was so encouraging to me because there's a song that says, um, that God is working even when we don't see that he's working. And God gives me glimpses of those moments where it's like, aha, you are really working in their lives, whether I see evidence or not. And so I'm just trusting in him and thanking him and um, continuing to pray for wisdom as their mom, that God would give me the words to speak, that he would tell me what to say, how to minister, how to answer their questions how to love them, but he would also give me the wisdom of when not to speak and when to be careful and just let the Holy Spirit move. Well, I know, you know, one of the things you mentioned was to not take it personal. And uh, I know that speaks to me. We've learned along the way with our kids and walking with some of you. If we take responsibility when someone's not doing well, we'll have the tendency to take the glory when they are doing well. And the glory is not ours. Just like you said, the glory is God's. So I appreciate you sharing from that perspective. Um, You know, as we've prepared for this panel, and I know each one of these ladies would echo it, I have learned, I have grown from just listening to each of your stories. And I know I've heard you say that to one another, that we've learned from one another. Have you learned from them this morning? 
Go ahead and give them a hand. Thank you, ladies. If, if you'll close your eyes and bow your heads, I just want to pray for you this morning. Pray for mamas in the house. I know that um, though Mother's Day is a celebration, it can also be a little bit difficult for some mothers. And I'd like to just declare the truth of God over you, whether you are a discouraged mom, whether you are a mom uh, facing the empty nest for the first time and it just doesn't feel like the celebration it's supposed to. If you have some struggling children and you just feel like a total failure. If you are a single mom in the house today, I lift you up. I declare provision over you. If you are a woman who longs to be a mother, but for one reason or another, you just can't. To a stepmom in a blended family and it's just not working out, we declare hope over your home. To a young mom, there's multiple children around your feet and you are wishing this season away provision over your life in Jesus name for the foster mom that you are loving another woman's children just like their own we declare provision over you and to the mom that had to say goodbye too soon God would you fill her heart with hope and confidence we speak of Matthew eleven twenty eight. it says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest Father, right now we declare rest over every woman in this house, the spiritual mamas and the physical mamas. Would you lead them into your rest? Just want to give an opportunity for salvation just like we do every Sunday. Uh, some of you moms, man, you're, you're on a mountaintop right now and you're doing great. Uh, some of you, you're you're feeling like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And whether you're on the mountaintop or in that valley, if you have relationship with Jesus, then you have hope. You have his word. You have a peace that transcends understanding. You have the body of Christ. But if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, it's hard to have any hope at all. And so, man or woman in this place, if in your life right now you just sense that you don't have any connection with a loving God, with a forgiving Savior, if you sense that you're just away from the Lord, you feel distance from His presence, you feel distant from His plan, His purpose. But right now on a, on a Mother's Day Sunday, you're you're saying, I, I want to know who my heavenly father is. I want to be restored to him. I want to have a new life, a fresh start. And if that's you, nobody's looking around, every head's bowed. If that's you and you'd say, Pastor James, I want, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I'd love to pray with you. If that's you and you're willing to admit, would you just put your hand up right now across this room? I need Jesus. I'm away from him. I need a relationship with my heavenly father. Okay. All right. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the truth of, of who we are in you. And we thank you that, that we have hope. Lord, that even when we're struggling, whether it's loss, 
or even rebellion, whatever it is. I thank you that we never mourn like those who have no hope and that you are a strong tower that we run to and that you are faithful and consistent. We thank you for being with us today. I pray that every mom in this place, whether that's a physical mom or a spiritual mom or whatever it is, Lord, that they would feel encouraged in you and in your presence. I pray, God, for a fresh revelation in your word. I pray, Father, that if they're becoming weary, that you would strengthen them again. And I pray that you do that in families, in marriages. And I pray, God, that the body of Christ would be strong and strong for each other, but also salt and light to a lost and dying world. We thank you for that amazing privilege and honor. To you be the glory in Jesus' name.